This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Warfare, he says, is not carnal. It's not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. Our enemy is not our neighbor, our boss, our husband, our wife, our mother-in-law, our father-in-law. You understand? Our enemy is spiritual. And the battle you need to be fighting is on your knees. And, as I'll share with you, in approaching people in the opposite spirit of the spirit of the world. There are things all around us that make us frustrated and angry. Injustices flourish around the globe. Pastor Robert will be teaching about such things and reminding us about the truth of the unseen world. He'll be telling us about the truth of God's eventual victory over evil and the role we have to play in that. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 22, with today's message. So I want us to consider together the subject of anger, just for the next few minutes. Because I think it's misunderstood. I think it's completely misrepresented and misunderstood far too often. Point number one. Anger is not sin. Some of you need to write that down, okay? You need to understand it. For the simple reason that in our society and in our culture today, anger is quite often viewed as being sin. The study that we do, that love and respect for married couples, Dr. Emerson Edgerich makes a statement in there that endeared him to my heart. I have to tell you, I was sold on the man's ministry from this one sentence. He says, you know, we live in an age and in a society that wants men and young men and little boys, particularly, to behave like little girls. There's an attempt to feminize men and soften us up make us more palatable. And he says, we need to understand that God created men for combat. It's built in. It's just built in. Competition, conflict, it's built in. That doesn't mean it's appropriately manifested always. Do you understand? But I used to say, you know, in our interactive Bible studies, it is healthy for men to wrestle. It's a healthy thing. Nothing wrong with it. When Little boys get out on a playground and they wrestle and they fight a little bit. That's not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. We need to understand how God made us. Paul tells us a big part of our problem is that we don't understand who we're supposed to be angry with. 
Our warfare, he says, is not carnal. It's not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. Our enemy is not our neighbor, our boss, our husband, our wife, our mother-in-law, our father-in-law. You understand? Our enemy is spiritual. And the battle you need to be fighting is on your knees. And as I'll share with you, in approaching people in the opposite spirit of the spirit of the world. That's how you do battle. We need to understand who we're at war with and who we are built to fight. It's not primarily other people. Our anger is often misdirected to some extent. But anger in and of itself is not sin. Anger in and of itself is an emotion. Number two, it's natural. It's part of the way God made you. Anger, one of the ways we know it's not sin, is that we see all through the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 1, Deuteronomy 4, over and over in Deuteronomy 9, several other places, we see God himself angry over and over again. God was angry. God being angry. I don't want you to do this because I'll get angry if you do that. And I don't want to be angry with you. And you see that. And a lot of times we think that that was the Old Testament, that wrathful God of the Old Testament. We forget that God is one. He never changes. Colossians tells us that Jesus, our loving, compassionate, patient Jesus, is the visible image of the invisible God. He is the exact likeness and representation of the Father. And in Mark chapter 3, we're told Jesus got angry. Jesus did. He was angry. And he never sinned. If Jesus never sinned and he got angry, well, then anger cannot be sin in and of itself. As I said, it's natural. In Galatians chapter 5, as Paul was writing to the church in Galatia, one of the things that he said to him was that the works of the flesh are obvious. Well, let's back up. In verse 16, he says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another so that you don't do the things that you wish. Now, what that means is that often our human impulses are in conflict with the leading of the Spirit. And he says, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. They're obvious, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, meaning at that point, at least in part, drug abuse. The word is pharmakia. But a lot of times we stop there. We don't go any further. But he continues, the works of the flesh are obvious. Hatred contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, it, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The Bible says that if what describes your life are these works of the flesh, Hatred, your argumentative dissensions, these petty disagreements between brothers. If that's a mark of your life, he says, don't think you're going to heaven when you die. Because the bottom line is, if this is what marks your life, you're not his. You're misleading yourself. You're confused. You're still serving the flesh. If selfish ambition is what drives you and what marks your life, well, then the Holy Spirit is not living within you, changing you. When he's living within you, this stuff starts fading away. The envy, the fornication, adultery, all this other stuff, that's not going to be what marks your life. It's just not. Anger 
is natural. It's natural. Sometimes it's also appropriate. That's number three on my little list here. Sometimes it's appropriate. Look with me at Mark chapter 3. Let's look at when Jesus got angry. One that we won't look at, where I believe he was angry, but it doesn't specifically say so, is when he drove the money changers out of the temple. He sure looks angry in that passage. Making a whip, driving them all out, clearing the temple compound. But it doesn't specifically say he was angry, so I'm not going to read more into it than the Bible actually tells us. Mark chapter 3, it tells us flat out. In verse 1, it says he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. Well, that's lovely. They're not worried about the guy with the crippled hand. All they're worried about is their ritual law. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Oh, we got him. If he heals this guy on the Sabbath, that's against the law. And Jesus confronts the stupidity of that, said to the man who had the withered hand, verse 3, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good? or to do evil, to save life or to kill. But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. And the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Now, what was it that angered Jesus at that point. It was the hardness of their hearts that they would rather see a man continue for the rest of his life unable to use a hand than to have that ritual compromised in some way. They totally misunderstood the Sabbath. They did not care at all about that human being. All they were concerned about was that self-righteous approach to ritual that they held. That's all they were worried about. They were just looking for a way to catch Jesus in something that they could accuse him for. It was selfishness. That's all it was about. That's all it was about. And it angered him. He saw a group of so-called representatives of God who were less concerned with the people they were supposed to serve than with their own positions of power and influence. And it made him mad. should make you mad, too. There's much more to discover from the depths of God's Word. But sadly, that's all we have time for today on Main Thing Radio. In the meantime, Pastor Robert is here to share how you can access additional messages. I'm so glad you joined us today, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an edition of Main Thing Radio. Visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast to link to our iTunes account or to download one of the many compatible mobile apps we have listed online. Never miss another edition and a chance to learn more from God's Word. Thanks, Pastor Robert. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting the ministry we have in this virtual mission field? Any amount is appreciated, and for donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. 
This month's gift is Standing in Grace by David Guzik. Pastor David reminds us in this book that we're not only covered by grace when we accept Jesus as our Savior, but we also stand and live in all that grace has to give us. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. That's all for today, but join us again for another look at God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.